What you know you can't explain. But you feel it. You felt it your entire life. That there's something wrong. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Like a splinter in your mind driving you mad. Experience the awakening. Brilliant anonymous researchers. Join us in the Patriot Army. Trust the plan, pain coming. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. RedStateTalkRadio.com Brighteon.tv Rumble.com Slash MG Show And won't be for everyone. That choice to know will be yours. Where we go, one we go all. Fight, 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 and fight we will. We fight every day right here on the MG Show. Wow. 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 And more wow. That uh, intro is amazing. Thank you very much. I still can't get over it. I'm still loving it, Shady Groove. Welcome in, Welcome to the MG Show. My partner in justice, Shady Groove. Welcome to you. I can't get over it either. I absolutely love it. It is September 28th. My goodness, people. September is about over. I would appreciate everybody being here. Thank you guys so much. It's uh, quite the experience being here every day and watching all of this crazy stuff happen. So we greatly appreciate each and every one of you. That uh, intro reminds me of what Scavino posted this morning. Check it out. Boom. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> unbreakable. That's who we are. Um, well, that's it. You know, that's uh, we're unbreakable only because we stand in truth uh, and we just, uh, you know, are here every day to figure it out. We've got impeachment inquiry into the crooked Joe Biden crime family. We'll be going over that today as, uh, as well as some uh, other things. Uh, Trump rally last night was amazing. Uh, who here watched? W- was there a debate on last night, Shady? Uh, a, a debate to whether or not these people need to stop debating. <laughs> I think they do need to stop debating. I think it was ridiculous. Uh, and uh, we'll be right back right after this boom footage. Let's get this out of the way. We'll see you right right in a few minutes. Go, Yeti. Hello, this is Jeff Peterson from the MG Show. Uh, Shady and I are so thankful to our viewers and listeners on the podcast and rumble.com slash MG Show live 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. East. 
and brighton.tv. If you guys want to help support this show, please help us with the sponsors, MyPillow, Sovereign Advisors, etc. We want to make sure that you understand the best way for you to help our show because we are not funded by Pfizer. We're funded by you. And this is citizen journalism, independent citizen journalism. This is the best way to support us. This is our mg.show slash donate site. Uh, this $17 a month one is really awesome. I don't know why I like that number. Then there's also, that's recurring. Then there's also one-time donation, and there are other ways to donate as well. Uh, use buy, buy us a coffee and give, send, go. But please, we really need your help to fight this battle every day and bring you content on our website. We've got a new blog, too. So get over there. Check out the content that we're delivering to you every day. Thank you, guys. God bless. The Brighteon Store understands the importance of getting all the nutrients you need to support the healthy functions of your body. Our nutrient-dense superfoods and supplements can help nourish your body and promote your optimal health and well-being. 100% customer satisfaction guarantee on all purchases. You deserve the best. BrighteonStore.com Support this amazing platform and amazing patriots for humanity. Use promo code MGSHOW at checkout for additional savings. Over the last 20 years, with all your support, we've been able to not only launch the original MyPillow, but also the MyPillow mattress topper, Giza Dream bed sheets, my slippers, and the MyPillow bath towels. But there's so much more. In fact, we have over 200 products, and I'm so confident that you'll love each and every one of them that when you go to MyPillow.com now, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20 just for checking out the website. No purchase necessary. Get everything from MyPillow blankets, sleepwear, kitchen towels, mattresses, duvets, pet beds, body pillows, comforters, couch pillows, bathrobes, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. And remember, just for checking out MyPillow.com, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20. No purchase necessary. This is a limited time promotion, so go to MyPillow.com now. Welcome back to the MG Show, where you can get my pillow. MyPillow.com using code MG Show is where you want to go. Thank you very much. Uh, Mike Lindell, I'll call 800 873 0478. That's, is it 800? Yeah. 873 0478. Welcome back, Shady. Thank you very much. You got it right. You had it right on the nail. Thank you guys very, very much for the support of this show here. Without Mike Lindell, we probably wouldn't be here. Get over there to MyPillow.com, use code MGSHOW, and don't forget the My Store on MyPillow.com. Also, other great Patriot products are there as well, not just pillows and towels, and thank you each and every one of you who's done that already. Yeah, and I want to show you my favorite part of the debate. Here we go. Check it out. Also, oh, gosh. And Donald here to answer for that, but he's not. And I want to look in that camera right now and tell you, Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching, okay? And you're not here tonight, not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. All right. I want to ask the governor to say... <laughs> you know, 
Krispy Kreme is pulling negative what? 17, give or take. I mean, the guy is a bully. The guy does nothing. He's a failed New Jersey governor. All he is is a thug. Where have we seen these kind of political tricks before in our own party? Wow. Yeah, I mean, really just very interesting there, trying to trying to take the stage, trying to take the spotlight away. And I think that that pretty much fell flat on his face because Donald Trump is the one with the record. Donald Trump has the record that makes him not need to go debate. None of you other people have any record whatsoever of being president. Proven track record, guys. A proven right. track record. While they released a bioweapon in the United States and we still were doing well. I mean, you know, yep. guys, come on. I mean, you know, we got it. So uh, Trump had a rally yesterday. It was an amazing rally. If you saw it, uh, you know, now they've got the impeachment inquiry to maybe, I don't know, it's interesting timing. Uh, slow walking this, in my opinion. Uh, we have plenty of evidence on everything, uh, even just in the newspapers, guys. I mean, you know, it, it's insane. So um, we want to just uh, go ahead and we'll cover that today. Uh, I've done a little bit of a, a thread on Twitter to kind of do some of the high points. It started at 10 a.m., uh, and they're playing games already, but let's just go ahead and go to uh, Rep. Comer's opening statement, Shady, shall we? Yeah, I'm uh, very interested to hear. I didn't catch of all of this. I only saw a few of these independent clips this morning, so I'm uh, interested to hear what uh, what kind of shenanigans they're up to today. Oy vey. Here we go. Check it out. This oh, is Rep. God. Comer. January. The House Oversight and Accountability Committee has uncovered a mountain of evidence revealing how Joe Biden abused his public office for his family's financial gain. For years, President Biden has lied to the American people about his knowledge of and participation in his family's corrupt business schemes. At least 10 times, Joe Biden lied to the American people that he never spoke to his family about their business dealings. He lied by telling the American people that there was an absolute wall between his official government duties and his personal life. Let's be clear, there was no wall. The door was wide open to those who purchased what a business associate described as the Biden brand. Evidence reveals that then Vice President Joe Biden spoke, dined, and developed relationships with his family's foreign business targets. These business targets include foreign oligarchs who sent millions of dollars to his family. It also includes a Chinese national who wired a quarter of a million dollars to his son. Joe Biden also lied to the American people about his family making money in China. He continued to lie about it, even when the House Oversight Committee uncovered bank wires, revealing how the Bidens received millions from Chinese companies with significant ties to Chinese intelligence and the Chinese Communist Party. Just this week, we uncovered two additional wires sent to Hunter Biden that originated in Beijing from Chinese nationals. This happened when Joe Biden was running for president of the United States and Joe Biden's home is listed as the beneficiary address. To date, the House Oversight Committee has uncovered how the Bidens and their associates created over 20 shell companies, most of which were created when Joe Biden was vice president and raked in over $20 million between 2014 and 2019. We've also identified nine Biden family members who have participated in or benefited from these shady business schemes. Now, what were the Bidens selling to make all this money? Joe Biden himself. Joe Biden is the brand. And Joe Biden showed up at least two dozen times with business targets and associates sending signals of access, influence, and power to those prepared to pay for it. The American people demand accountability for this culture of corruption. 
They demand to know how these schemes have compromised President Biden and threaten our national security. They demand safeguards to be put in place to prevent public officials from selling access to their public office for private gain. Under the leadership of Speaker Kevin McCarthy, House Republicans have now opened an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. By opening an impeachment inquiry, our investigation is now focused on whether President Biden engaged in impeachable offenses under the U.S. Constitution. It empowers Congress, elected by the people, to continue providing the answers, transparency, and accountability that the American people demand and deserve. In recent history, Democrats inflicted much damage on the credibility of congressional investigations by peddling the Russian collusion hoax. But this committee, under this majority, will not pursue such witch hunts based on manufactured allegations, innuendo, and no real evidence. Today, the House Oversight Committee will examine over two dozen pieces of evidence revealing Joe Biden's corruption and abuse of public office. This includes emails, text messages, bank records, and testimony of Biden business associates. We will hear from legal and financial experts about this evidence and crimes that may have been committed as Joe Biden was sold around the world. The House Oversight Committee, along with the committees on the Judiciary and Ways and Means, will continue to follow the money and the evidence to pr provide accountability so that Americans know their public offices are not for sale. I now yield to Jason Smith, the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee. For that was his uh, opening statement. Well done. I mean, you know, we've got it from, you know, six ways to Sunday. Uh, Sunday, he's guilty, Shady. January. The House yeah, and uh, a lot of the, the different things that are going to be coming out on the left are going to pretend like they don't see anything that they're talking about here today. Well, they're going to be Just trying to flip rate. it as well, and they're they're going to flip it on Trump, 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 Kushner, yep. Giuliani, and others. Uh, let's check out uh, uh, what is his name, Jason Smith, I believe, Mr. Smith. Check it out. Means Committee released new documents showing President Biden was not just aware of his son's business dealings, but he was connected to them. In a newly released message to a Chinese business executive, Hunter Biden mentions preserving the quote keys to my family's only asset that asset joe biden new evidence released in response to questions raised by members of the committee on both sides Gary shapley and joseph ziegler the two irs whistleblowers testified in july paints a disturbing picture of a revolving door between joe biden's office and hunter biden's business partners According to a worksheet provided by IRS whistleblower Ziegler, then Vice President Biden's April 2014 official visit to Ukraine occurred only days after a series of White House meetings with Hunter Biden and his business associates regarding Ukraine. Shortly after Joe Biden returned stateside, the Ukrainian company Burisma announced Hunter Biden's appointment to its board. New evidence provided shows Hunter Biden using his father's position to gain favor with billionaire Miguel Aleman, including having Joe Biden host them at the White House in February of 2014 at the vice president's residence alongside Mexican billionaire Carlos Slim in November of 2015. And then in 2016, using Air Force Two to shuttle Hunter Biden and his business associate to Mexico City. Whether it was lunches, phone calls, 
White House meetings or official foreign trips, Hunter Biden cashed in by arranging access to Joe Biden, the family brand. The Biden family and their associates received millions in payments from foreign sources, including from Russia, China, Ukraine, Romania. In one email, Hunter Biden even bragged that he cut a deal for 10 million from just one company for, quote, introductions alone. And yet the DOJ wanted to keep the spotlight as far from Joe Biden as possible. One of the items we released yesterday was an IRS interview with James Biden, the president's brother, in September of 2022. The agency was barred in the interview from asking him about Joe Biden and about whether Joe Biden was involved in Hunter Biden's deal with a Chinese energy company. And when Hunter Biden had his tax liability of over $2 million mysteriously paid for by a Democrat Party donor named Kevin Morris, who he barely knew, something IRS investigators saw as a possible campaign finance violation, Assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf said she did not want any of the agents to look into the allegation. Behind, uh, on the board are notes Agent Shapley took from that meeting. He notes that Wolf told investigators that she was not, quote, personally interested in pursuing it. This is the same attorney, Wolf, who in an email we released yesterday responded to IRS investigators seeking approval for a search warrant with, quote, there should be nothing about political figure one in here, that being a reference by definition of Joe Biden. The Biden family sold access to Joe Biden's power and the Biden Justice Department protected the Biden brand. We the Biden brand. So what people have to realize is Joe Biden is connected to this. You know, when you have business deals that benefit your family and Hunter mm -hmm. Biden, a crackhead, God knows what demon running around with his then VP dad doing business deals because of access to Joe Biden. The access to Joe Biden benefited Ukraine to look the other way on Ukraine policies. The, the, the deals with Joe Biden and Hunter helped China with look the other way policies favorable to China. These people have sold America out for the for 10% for the big guy or more, Shady Groove. Uh, yeah, I mean, more than likely, it's more. And, the, and as more of this unfolds, you realize the day-to-day -day people are starting to get that Joe Biden is the product, everyone. They keep acting like, oh, well, Joe Biden doesn't have anything to do with it. You know, it's like you go down to the store and you buy something. Well, whatever it is that you buy doesn't have anything to do with what you're buying, right? It's it's the exact same thing, but you are buying it. So they're, they're, they're conflating on the left and trying to make it seem like there's no connection to Joe Biden. When in all reality, he is at the middle. He is the only connection. He is the product of which Hunter is selling to foreign interest. That's right. And, you know, they're using the argument of like, okay, so let's say you're driving your dad's car and you get an accident. Do you arrest the dad too? <laughs> That's what they're trying to do. Uh, you know how it's just wordsmithing and evil. The bottom line, and I'm going to go out on a limb here saying these people are guilty, Shady. <laughs> yeah. These people well, are I, guilty. And we, the they people, are, are sick of it. Well, you know, and, and that's a good point that you're making right there because everything is, you know, everything is made in the media, like all oh, this hands-off thing. Oh, we're not sure. It's under investigation. We can't figure it out. The media acts like they can't figure it out. 
intentionally because they want everybody else to think that they don't have it figured out when in all reality, you're, you're smart enough to do the math on your own without anybody telling you anything. We're going to continue with uh, the statement here. Check it out. Nothing about political figure one in here. That being a reference by definition of Joe Biden. The Biden family sold access to Joe Biden's power and the Biden Justice Department protected the Biden brand. We must continue to follow the facts. Yield, I yield to Jim. Here comes Jim uh, Jordan. Representative Jordan. I thank the gentleman for yielding. This is a tale as old as time. Politician takes action that makes money for his family, and then he tries to conceal it. Never forget four fundamental facts. Hunter Biden gets put on the board of Burisma. Gets paid a lot of money. Hunter Biden's not qualified, fact number two, to sit on the board. Not my words, his words. He said he got on the board because of the brand, because of the name. Fact number three, the executives at Burisma asked Hunter Biden to weigh in and help them with the pressure they are under from the prosecutor in Ukraine. Fact number four, Biden goes to Ukraine on December 9th, 2015, gives the speech attacking the prosecutor that starts the process of getting that guy fired. Those facts, by the way, are consistent with what the confidential human source told the FBI and the FBI recorded in the 1023 form, the same form that the Justice Department didn't want to let this committee see. And all those facts, all of that was further confirmed yesterday with the information that the Ways and Means Committee released from the whistleblowers Shapley and Ziegler. Here's a communication from Hunter Biden to an executive with Burisma. Devin and I do feel comfortable with Blue Star strategy, the, uh, strategies and the ability of Sally and Karen to deliver. Hunter Biden put Burisma in, in touch with Blue Star strategies. What were they going to deliver? Well, that was in a communication released yesterday as well. U.S. officials in Ukraine and in the United States need to express support for Burisma and Nikolai Zalsevsky to the highest level decision makers, the president of Ukraine, the president's chief of staff, and the prosecutor general. That's what they were gonna deliver. And was they, were they successful? The interior minister confirmed that Zolachevsky is no longer wanted. We won in less than a year. Communications between the folks at Blue Star and Eric Sherwin, who was Hunter Biden's business partner. Uh, uh, partner. Awesome work, congratulations to you guys. Those are the communications. That's what they got done. And remember, when this happens in October 2016, when, they, when the pressure is taken off, the case is dropped against Olachevsky, this is the second prosecutor. Joe Biden fired the first one. The second prosecutor comes in, drops the charges. That's exactly what they wanted done. And the final step, the final step is the Biden Justice Department tries to sweep it all under the rug. They slow walk the investigation. They let the statute of limitations lapse for the most important years, 14 and 15, the Burisma years when all that income's coming in. They try to put together this sweetheart deal and get it past the judge. And we learned yesterday in the search warrant application, in the search warrant examining Hunter Biden's electronic communications, they weren't allowed to ask about political figure one. Political figure number one is the big guy, is Joe Biden. And they would have gotten away with it all. They would have gotten away with it all, except for two brave whistleblowers who sat in those seats two months ago and told their story. And their story has stood up. Two brave whistleblowers and a judge in Delaware who said, we're not going to let this happen. That's why we're here today. 
That's why this inquiry is so darn important. It's, his, it's a, the oldest story in the world, and those are the facts. I yield back. Gentleman yields back. Chair now recognizes ranking member Raskin of Maryland for his opening. <laughs> Mr. Chairman, thank you. Um, before I oh, get here to the inquiry, he has not as been authorized we, as much as House. we So they want to do a parliamentary inquiry uh, for um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Par uh, Parnas, I believe, and Rudy Giuliani. Uh, here it is. Check it out. <laughs> for his opening statement. Mr. Chairman, thank you. Thank you. Um, before I give my opening statement, I have a parliamentary inquiry. Uh, given that the committee has not been authorized by the full House to conduct an impeachment inquiry, am I correct in assuming that we're obligated to follow the rules of the House, including Section 370 of the Rules and Manual, which prescribe engaging in personalities towards the president uh at ease with yeah. well considering this is an investigation of joe biden i assume that his <laughs> name's going to come up right but um the house has not authorized us as an impeachment inquiry so we're just operating with the general rules and I think saying that the president lied is considered engaging in a personality. Uh, in fact, uh, section, section 370 says accusations that the president has committed a crime or even that the president has done something illegal are unparliamentary. And we're operating with the general rules of the House because the House has not authorized. The Speaker of the House has authorized the impeachment inquiry. It has been authorized. Okay. All right. Point of uh, parliamentary inquiry. The ranking member, who, who wants to be recognized, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez? I, I believe changing of the rules must require a vote from the full House of Representatives. The rules of the committee. The, the chair overrules the point of order. While articles of impeachment are not directly before this committee, we are looking into the potential wrongdoing of the president. <clears throat> Given the unique nature and subject matter of today's hearing topic, uh, these words will not be ruled out of order. So, okay. uh, ranking member, Ashton. So those rules, so know. then they, you know, they went ahead and did a vote and it was tabled. J.D. <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> yeah. But he wants to bring in Rudy Giuliani, Shady. Uh, and Raskin is playing games. Uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just skip forward to Raskin's statement. So this is the opposition. Let's see how they, you know, stick up for Hunter and Joe Biden. Shady Grove, let's check it out. Oh, and by the way, I, I think uh, Jamie Raskin got some new hair plugs, hence the do-rag. I don't know if it was really cancer. Shady Grove, his hair looks really good, actually. I gotcha. paychecked a million service members without first launching an impeachment drive, even when they don't... I think he spent all night at Kinko's last night, Shady Grove. <laughs> He's got a lot of stuff here. Here we go. I have a shred of <laughs> okay. evidence against Biden for an impeachable offense. And you think I'm being harsh? Here's what some Republicans have had to say over the last week about the actions of the Republicans as they watch up close, quote, the dysfunction caucus at work, in the words of our GOP colleague from Nebraska, Don Bacon, clown show, foolishness, terribly misguided, stupidity, failure to lead, lunatics, disgraceful, new low, pathetic, enabling Chairman Xi, People that have serious issues, those folks don't have a plan. 
show just how broken they are and individuals that just want to burn the whole place down. Now, if I said any of these things, they'd probably take my words down. But these are Republicans talking about Republicans. So let's be clear. This isn't partisan warfare America's seeing today. It is chaotic infighting between Republicans and Republicans. It's MAGA versus extreme MAGA, as if anybody in the real world could tell the difference between the two. What a staggering failure of leadership. Speaker McCarthy's invertebrate appeasement of the most fanatical elements of his conference now threatens the well-being of every American. Now, some people <clears throat> think the members of the GOP caucus aren't interested in anything logical. They just want to see the world burn, as Alfred Pennyworth put it in The Dark Knight. But I see a method in the madness. A week ago, Donald Trump posted a comment saying that a government shutdown, quote, is the last chance to defund these political prosecutions against me and other patriots. You get it? To delay justice, Donald Trump would cut off paychecks to a couple million service members and federal workers and furlough more than a million workers and pay them later for having not worked. They would halt food assistance to millions of moms and kids and keep NIH in my district from enrolling any more in life and death clinical research trials. Trump's convinced that if we shut the government down, his four criminal prosecutions on 91 different felony and misdemeanor charges will be defunded and delayed long enough to keep him from having to go before a jury of his peers before the 2024 election. And like flying monkeys on a mission for the Wicked Witch of the West, Trump's followers in the House now carry his messages out to the world, shut down the government, shut down the prosecutions. But the cult master has another command for his followers, which brings us here today. On August 27th, he posted this edict, either impeach the bum or fade into oblivion. They did it to us. Of course, the standard for impeachment is not whether they did it to us, but whether the president committed treason or bribery or other high crimes and misdemeanors. But the Constitution's irrelevant to them. What counts is what Donald Trump wants. As Republican Representative Ken Buck, a Freedom Caucus member, told CNN the other day, President Trump has gone on his social media account and said we should be impeaching President Biden. Kevin McCarthy said we have an impeachment inquiry. You draw the conclusion, directly or indirectly, this impeachment inquiry was a result of President Trump's pressure. So we move from a Trump-ordered government shutdown to a Trump-ordered impeachment process, and yet back in the reality-based world, the majority sits completely empty-handed with no evidence of any presidential wrongdoing, no smoking gun, no gun, no smoke. In fact, we have had to slide awkwardly into a House impeachment process without the benefit of the floor vote that Speaker McCarthy insisted was absolutely imperative and necessary when Donald Trump was impeached. In fact, they went to the Department of Justice and they got an OLC opinion saying, quote, no committee may undertake the momentous move from legislative oversight to impeachment without the delegation by the full House of such authority. OLC opinion, January 19th, 2020. That's why the House voted in the case of Donald Trump, but that's exactly what has not happened here because they don't have the votes because dozens of Republicans recognize what a futile and absurd process this is. Now, the title of the hearing is the basis for an impeachment inquiry of President 
Joseph Biden. <clears throat> and yet they present us no basis at all today, even after eight months of investigation. They've invited three witnesses to testify. Not one of them is an eyewitness to a presidential crime of any kind. Not one of them is a direct fact witness on any of the events related to Ukraine and Burisma. Not one of them has participated in the eight months of investigation in which our distinguished chairman has publicly boasted that he received 100% of everything he asked for. And I quote, every subpoena that I've signed as chairman of the House Oversight Committee over the last five months, we've gotten 100% of what we've requested, whether it's with the FBI, with the banks, or with Treasury. That means we are the real witnesses here. In fact, <clears throat> the committee has received 12,000 pages of bank records. Here they are, right in front of us, printed double-sided, and not a single page shows a dime going to President Joe Biden. We've received 2,000 pages of SARS reports the chairman subpoenaed. We've held hearings and conducted interviews with everybody from Hunter Biden's business partners to a federal agent assigned to that investigation. And still, we found no evidence of wrongdoing by President Biden. If the Republicans had a smoking gun or even a dripping water pistol, they would be presenting it today, but they've got nothing on Joe Biden. All they can do is return to the thoroughly demolished lie that Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump launched five years ago, the Burisma conspiracy theory, a fairy tale so preposterous that one of its main authors, Lev Parnas, has now disowned and repudiated it. This is the theory that Vice President Biden, global anti-corruption groups, and most Western govern governments targeted Ukraine Prosecutor General Shokin for removal because he was threatening the Burisma Corporation whose board Hunter Biden served on. Trump synthesized the lie in his August 27th post about President Biden, saying, look, the guy got bribed, he paid people off, and he wouldn't give $1 billion to Ukraine unless they, quote, got rid of the prosecutor. Trump's story is the opposite of the truth. When Biden was VP, he worked as a key player in the Obama administration and global community's efforts to combat corruption in Ukraine. In late 2015, as part of a coordinated global effort, Biden called for the removal of Viktor Shokin, a corrupt Ukrainian prosecutor general who did nothing about corruption. Yeah. So, you know, who hears clown music <laughs> when he talks? Anybody? Man, I'm, you know, it's, it's like the, the people that, that he represents should be so disheartened and disgusted with him. I'm sure they're probably not, but the, the guy coming up there and not at all being honest about what it is we're watching and what it is the political motives here are. And the idea that Joe Biden is out there on camera bragging about doing exactly what he did. And they want the, the it, it's like, don't believe your lying eyes. Believe me over and over and over again. And if these people had just one ounce of honesty in them, they could face the music and stand there and say, you know what? This is, this is pretty corrupt. I don't want this for Democrats. I don't want this for Republicans is the way that every representative should be. But interestingly enough, all of the representatives on the left are protecting something. A number of the representatives on the right are protecting it with them right now. And it's pretty disgusting, actually. 
yeah, they think you're stupid. They think that Mitt Romney's a real Republican. They think that Mitch McConnell's a re- these people Correct. are treasonous. Lindsey Graham, you know, we have a problem Susan in Collins. the Susan Collins. We have a problem in the GOP guys, uh, and we know that it's the, the you know it's both parties, folks, and and you know you guys know that. Well, yeah, and, and the bigger problem is in the Senate. You know, the you know we we have X amount of decent people in the House, but we have very very few real conservative minded republicans in the senate yeah uh i did not have sexual relations with that woman oh wait that that's it was actually kind of gay <laughs> if you guys really remember yeah that's the wrong yeah so they've got uh witnesses four of them uh miss o'connor uh is one of the witnesses mr dubinsky is another witness and professor gerhardt uh and so those are the witnesses let's uh listen to um oh and jonathan turley uh, let's listen to uh, Jonathan Turley. For all the members on both sides. And I want to emphasize what it is that we're here today for. This is a question of an impeachment inquiry. It is not a vote on articles of impeachment. In fact, I do not believe that the current evidence would support articles of impeachment. That is something that an inquiry has to establish. But I also do believe that the House has passed the threshold for an impeachment inquiry into the conduct of President Biden. Having said that, I want to just address three inescapable facts that led me to that conclusion. First, President Biden has indeed spoken falsely about these foreign deals. The Washington Post and Other newspapers have noted that some of his past comments are demonstrably untrue. Second, President Biden was the focus of a multi-million dollar influence peddling scheme. And then finally, President Biden may have benefited from millions of dollars part of that scheme. Now those facts should not be taken out of context. They're merely allegations and they should not become presumptions of impeachable conduct. Indeed, as I've said in past impeachments, self-dealing is a difficult issue under the impeachment clause. The framers sought to avoid ambiguous standards. That's one of the reasons that perfidy was rejected. While it may not sit well with many, President Biden and other presidents can be dishonest, can even lie to the American people, And that would not constitute an impeachable offense. Indeed, most presidents have lied to the American people. That's why I've not liked any president since James Madison. Now, dishonesty alone is not impeachable. And so what I lay out in my testimony are what I call guardrails or best practices. Those are designed to protect this process. Frankly, a number of the things I lay out benefit President Biden, as I say in my testimony. Because presidential impeachment shouldn't be a close question. It shouldn't be a rush to judgment. And you should avoid the type of confirmation bias that can can, uh, occur in this process. This is, as people say, a political process, but it is also a constitutional process. Influence peddling is a form of corruption. The United States has signed treaties to combat this form of corruption around the world. And that is also an inescapable fact. We need to find answers as to some of these questions. 
I'm running out of time. So I'd like to make one last observation, if I may. These are constitutional moments that demand the best from each of us to transcend the politics and passions of our time. It calls for something that's difficult. It calls for solemnity and clarity for members. We've become a nation addicted to rage, and we can fuel that. This body is a powerful teacher, as Brandeis said, and you can teach that, or you can teach a respect for this process. It begins here and now. We can disagree with each other without hating each other. These are important issues, and I think they're close issues. And I think some of these issues really do gravitate in favor of the president. So I would simply say that this is a moment where members and citizens can't stand together without prejudging the evidence. And I thank you for the honor of appearing before you today. Thank you, Professor Turley. Professor Turley, so they're making his opening that's comment. Turley right there. Uh, interesting. Uh, there is evidence, guys. There's tons of evidence. Um, but, you know, I don't know if you're playing politics or what, Shady Grove. Well, I mean, I, I kind of get a little bit lost listening to Jonathan Turley there because he doesn't really seem to be, uh, he seems to be perceiving things that are going on through the filter of the regular mainstream media news and not the actual looking at the evidence that is being presented about the corruption that is actually going on within the Biden family. Who does this? Who does this? Who goes over to foreign countries with, uh, as a vice president with their children and starts setting them up with companies and LLCs and putting them in positions on board, board as board members? And then all of a sudden money starts coming back and not, not the principal, not Hunter Biden is receiving the funding, but many people in his family are receiving the funding from the foreign business people that are, that are bringing it in. And in comparison, Donald Trump made a phone call. He made a phone call. He talked to Zelensky. He was impeached for talking to someone on the phone. Meanwhile, it's not enough evidence to say that Joe Biden can be impeached because he has millions and millions and millions of dollars being laundered through foreign countries back into his family's bank accounts. Like not, not, not like families, bank accounts, who's like someone who's married with a different name. Like literally the children and the grandchildren are involved in all of this. So, you know, uh, a family business is supposed to be a good thing. I'm not really sure that this is the type of family business the founding fathers intended for us to have. That's right, Shady Grove. And, you know, we're going to go on to, you know, we know it. You know it. The whole world knows it. Knock it off, everybody. <laughs> uh, this is uh, Miss O'Connor. Uh, this is her statement. Disturbing the whistleblower's allegations are. Without context and a frame of reference, it's difficult to know sometimes how seriously to take things. In an October 2022 meeting of the Hunter Biden prosecution team, U.S. Attorney Weiss admitted it was not his decision whether to bring charges the investigation had proven should be brought. This directly contradicted Attorney General Garland's sworn testimony six months earlier. This was the final straw. After more than three years of having his investigation stymied, but nonetheless having proven substantial criminal charges, Supervisory Special Agent Shapley realized he had to come forward. In fact, he had come forward before, internally within the IRS, using the procedures developed for that purpose. He had complained up his chain of command as early as June 2020 about the obstruction he was encountering, but there had been no response. Once Shapley had taken steps to come forward to Congress, Special Agent Joseph Ziegler did the same. It was not the whistleblower's testimony, however, but what followed that compelled me to write. 
My first Wall Street Journal article was called Throw Hunter Biden's Plea Deal in the Trash. Given the substance of the whistleblower's testimony, the plea deal Weiss had worked out with Biden was a miscarriage of justice. After that commentary was published, I heard from many people who were similarly appalled at the unfolding injustice. Many were knowledgeable and experienced tax professionals. Perhaps the most commonly commented on aspect of the handling of the Hunter Biden matter was that Weiss had permitted the statute of limitations to expire on prosecuting provable offenses. This was appalling. It is not significant that the plea agreement, excuse me, it is not insignificant that the plea agreement was announced on June 20. Let's review what came just before. On August 19, it became known that IRS employees were going to let Congress know about the obstruction they were encountering. Later, Shapley and Ziegler sat for hours of sworn and subscribed testimony with the House Ways and Means Committee staff. It was expected that the committee would make the testimony public. It did on June 22. U.S. Attorney Weiss, with his June 20 announcement of a plea deal, beat the publication of the whistleblower's testimony by the skin of his teeth, two days. If the whistleblowers had not come forward, would Weiss have brought any charges at all? My second Wall Street Journal commentary was published on July 25. It was called, You'd Go to Prison for What Biden Did. Given what Shapley and Ziegler testified they had proven, and the charges the tax division reportedly had authorized, the plea deal represented serious injustice, not only to law enforcement, but also to people who have been caught up in this system and have suffered the consequences the law provides. I received a great deal of positive feedback on this commentary, too. People understand that for laws to be respected, they must be enforced. The nature of any investigation is the following of leads. That didn't happen here. This team was not permitted to search the guest house of Joe Biden's Delaware mansion and Hunter Biden's storage facility in Virginia, to interview family members and business associates, to examine Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop. By November 2019, the FBI had confirmed the devices were Hunter's and the contents were authentic. But the Hunter Biden investigation must not be viewed in isolation rather as part of a broad landscape of corruption. Don't forget that a full year after that, in October 2020, FBI officials were telling Twitter that the laptop was Russian disinformation. The whistleblowers tell us that the tax investigation of Hunter Biden was an offshoot of an investigation already underway into an online pornography platform. That is how investigations develop. Agents follow wherever the leads take them. And when they take them in the direction of a new investigation, they open one. Question, if U.S. Attorney Weiss had been in charge of that pornography investigation, would he have blocked the investigation into Hunter Biden's tax crimes? I thank the committee. Thank you, Ms. O'Connor. Mr. Dubinsky. So Good morning, Chairman Comer, Ranking Member Rath. That was her uh, opening statement. Uh, pretty interesting. Uh, that was Ms. O'Connor. Uh, and then we're going to have Mr. Dubinsky. Uh, and let me just check, uh, and then Professor Gerhout. So what I want to do is I'm just going through the, uh, you know, ranking member, uh, opening statement, uh, you know, so, you know, Rask, Comer, Raskin, and the witnesses, uh, that are here, and then we're going to get into it as well. Uh, but this is important to see who they brought to these, uh, you know, trials. This is Mr. Dubinsky. Here we go. And the American people gain a better understanding of how frauds are committed how complex business arrangements using limited liability companies, sometimes those being shell companies, are used in frauds, and how money is moved by fraudsters to facilitate the conduct of illicit activity. 
Let me be clear, I am not prejudging the facts that have emerged to date with regard to the Biden family and associates businesses and the money they received that had, it, had it, its origins from foreign sources. I am not here today to even suggest that there was corruption, fraud, or any wrongdoing. In my opinion, more information needs to be gathered and assessed before I would make such an assessment. I'm here today to lend my expertise to answer questions that this committee may have while they advance this investigation and gather more facts about the business dealings surrounding the Biden family and associates businesses. Throughout my 40-year uh, career as a certified public accountant, a forensic accountant, and a certified fraud examiner, I've worked tirelessly to uncover the truth when it comes to cases involving allegations of fraud, corruption, and wrongdoing. I've investigated some of the world's largest frauds, including have investigated and testified in the criminal case for the United States Department of Justice on the Bernie Madoff Ponzi, the world's largest Ponzi. I've worked on cases like the Enron case, the International Brotherhood of Teamsters election corruption cases, as well as some of the United States' largest cases of tax fraud, to name a few. As the age-old proverb goes, where there's smoke, there's fire. As a fraud investigator, when I see smoke, I immediately look for the fire. The critical question facing the American people today is whether behind the smokescreen clouding the Biden family and associates businesses, was there or is there a fire? And if there was or is a fire, how big is that fire? Why were members of the Biden family and close business associates receiving millions of dollars of payments from foreign entities and individuals? What services, if any, were being provided? What was the substance of the alleged services being provided? Was the money being paid for a fair amount commensurate with those services? Were political favors being traded and disguised as services? These are the questions that as a forensic accountant, I routinely am asked to answer when I'm hired to investigate allegations of corruption and fraud. There's a great deal of evidence that has been collected to date by this committee and others trying to answer these very questions. However, much more information is still needed in order to be able to answer these questions and make a final determination as to whether or not the Biden family and its associates businesses were involved in any improper or illicit activities, and importantly, whether those activities, if any, were connected to President Joe Biden or then Vice President Biden. In my experience, fraudsters purposely create a labyrinth of limited liability companies to create an opaque network of entities that are then used to hide improper conduct. In many instances, these complex business arrangements are typically centered around illicit activities and involve moving money around the globe in a manner designed to avoid the detection of the underlying illegal activity, as well as the movement of the money tied to that illegal activity. Gone are the days, for the most part, when suitcases full of currency or gold bars are exchanged as payment in the conduct of illegal activities. Today, more sophisticated methods are employed to obfuscate the true nature of such illegal activities and to hide the movement of money. The importance of following the trail of money is a critical component of any fraud investigation. The term shell company has its origins in the world of business and finance. The term shell, as you would note, implies that the company is like an empty shell, lacking substance or real activity. Shell companies typically have no employees, no offices, no real operating businesses. They use P.O. boxes for mailing addresses. While I will note shell companies can be used for legitimate business activities, more often than not, they're associated with fraudulent activities like tax evasion, money laundering, hiding of assets, and other Ill illicit practices. It takes a heavy lift to pull the covers back on these shell companies to determine who the true beneficial owners are, where the money went, and to expose the true sham nature of their existence. However, through the use of legal subpoenas and proper investigative methods and a great deal of persistence, fraud investigations can and do expose the identity of the wizards behind these curtains and the extent of their illicit activities. In closing, let me underscore the importance of conducting a thorough, 
independent and unbiased investigation of the matter before us today before you reach any conclusions. The American people deserve to know the truth. The rigor and discipline of a well-planned and executed investigation should not be subverted by political motivations or aspirations. To do so would critically undermine the integrity of any such investigation and any so there he is. He's talking about how they move the money around. You know, we talked to Mike Gill with the Pandora Papers. We know they do this. Uh, we looked at um, the, the testimony down in Arizona, Shady. We know they do this. This is how they do it. And, uh, you know, very interesting so far with this gentleman. Yeah, and it's very interesting whenever you uh, see, like we were talking about earlier, what the other the other people that are elected to the House end up deciding to do. Like they act like they don't want to send more money to Ukraine, but guess what they end up doing? Mm, yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, looks like Rumble's having issues. I can't see live chat right now. Uh, Yeti has it, but I cannot see it. Um, very interesting, uh, and it's under some sort of DDoS. But we'll keep going. Uh, this is uh, interesting here. Check this out. This is right. uh, this is the the same gentleman, uh, Ger uh, uh, Professor Gerhardt. That does not come from me. That comes from Speaker McCarthy. He said there should be the full House's approval. It also comes from Mr. Trump's Justice Department, who said there must be a uh, a committee must be authorized by the full House. That has not happened here. My concern is with the Constitution. That's what my devotion is to. And I hope all of us understand that there's nothing more serious than honoring our Constitution and following the design the framers gave us. Thank you. Gentlemen's time has expired. Uh, I do want to state the fact in 2019, the DC District Court judge ruled a vote of the full house was not required to commence an impeachment inquiry. Right. That does not come from me. That comes from Speaker McCarthy. He said there should be the full House's approval. It also comes from Mr. Trump's Justice Department, who said there must be a, uh, a committee must be authorized by the full House. That has not happened here. My concern. So that's what he's saying. He's he's saying there there's they're doing. You know, it's just word games, Shady Grove. The Constitution does not allow the executive to make money overseas, does it, Shady? I mean, what is going on here? No, and it doesn't allow for corruption, and you're supposed to be looking into bribery, which is effectively what this is. They keep calling it these other different things, but it's bribery. Yeah. It's accepting money, bribery, to look the other way on policies towards Ukraine, on policies towards China. Mm -hmm. Check this out. Months after Joe Biden announced his run for the presidency in April 2019. Now, who is Jonathan Lee? During Devin Archer's interview with the Oversight Committee, he explained how Vice President Biden developed a relationship with Jonathan Lee. Vice President Biden had coffee with Jonathan Lee in Beijing. He talked with him on the phone and even wrote a college recommendation letter for Mr. Lee's children. Hunter Biden even met with Jonathan Lee after flying on Air Force Two to Beijing with Joe Biden. The Beijing Bidens cultivated a relationship with Jonathan Lee and other Chinese nationals for one reason and one reason only, two months after Joe Biden announced his run for the presidency in April 2019. Now, who is Jonathan Lee? So Jonathan Lee, who is Jonathan Lee? That's the Lee family bloodline. Uh, and by the way, I can see Chad again. Wow, that was weird. Shady Group.
Uh, yeah, I, it, it's, uh, it looks like it's going up and down. So I'm, I'm seeing some people are losing it. So we're looks like Rumble is having some issues. Yep, uh, but we're still streaming. Thank you very much. Brighton.tv, we already left. And uh, you know what? I don't have the exit, but we're going to take a five-minute break starting right now. Yeti, take us out somehow. <laughs> or just, we'll just be back in a few minutes. Stay tuned for hour number two of the Matrix Groove Show live on Red State Talk Radio. Coming right up after these words in the Matrix with 3Xs.com. The Brighteon store understands the importance of getting all the nutrients you need to support the healthy functions of your body. Our nutrient-dense superfoods and supplements can help nourish your body and promote your optimal health and well-being. 100% customer satisfaction guarantee on all purchases. You deserve the best. BrighteonStore.com support this amazing platform and amazing patriots for humanity. Use promo code MGSHOW at checkout for additional savings. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, and political instability. They all have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. They can also cause gold and silver to go up. There's a time to be in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and there's a time to get out. This is the time to hold gold and silver. Kirk Elliott, double PhD, has been protecting individual Americans' assets for more than two decades. Hi, I'm Kirk Elliott. There's no such thing as a bad investment. There's only bad timing for investments. And now is the time to own gold and silver. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, a 401k, and of course, outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets. Please call 720-605-3900. 720-605-3900 for gold, silver, and undeniable economic protection against out-of-control government. Support the guys and mention MG's show when you call. Over the last 20 years, with all your support, we've been able to not only launch the original MyPillow, but also the MyPillow mattress topper, Giza Dream bed sheets, my slippers, and the MyPillow bath towels. But there's so much more. In fact, we have over 200 products, and I'm so confident that you'll love each and every one of them that when you go to MyPillow.com now, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20 just for checking out the website. No purchase necessary. Get everything from my pillow blankets, sleepwear, kitchen towels, mattresses, duvets, pet beds, body pillows, comforters, couch pillows, bathrobes, and so much more. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And remember, just for checking out mypillow.com, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20. No purchase necessary. This is a limited time promotion, so go to mypillow.com now. Shady Groove for channels like In The Matrix and Bards of War for channels uh, Jordan Sather and Red Pill 78 I slowly but surely became great friends with a few of them and 
In the Matrix and Shady became two of my brothers for life. Love you guys. <clears throat> you guys have done so much for me, and uh, I just love you guys. And, and we, uh, they were like, you got to write us a song, bro. Yes! So I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You do, you do. We do. I need to write you a song. And I always thought the name Living in the Matrix was a great name for a song. So here you go, some Living in the Matrix. Welcome back to the MG Show. We're going to roll right into it. This is Mr. Comer talking about suspicious activity reports. You've heard of those, SARS. Let's, let's listen to it. Mr. Comer. Suspicious activity reports filed with the Treasury Department after being flagged by the banks. The bank records obtained this week showed that on August 2nd, 2019, Jonathan Lee and Miss Tang Ling in Beijing sent Hunter Biden $250,000 listing Joe Biden's home address in Wilmington, Delaware. The wire stated it was for a personal investment. A second wire showed that on July 26, 2019, Ms. Wang uh, Shin sent $10,000 listing Joe Biden's home address in Wilmington, Delaware. The 10,000 wire said it was a loan to beneficiary. Now let's talk about the $250,000 personal investment. Sure looks like Jonathan Lee was making a substantial investment in the Bidens months after Joe Biden announced his run for the presidency in April 2019. Now, who is Jonathan Lee? During Devin Archer's interview with the Oversight Committee, he explained how Vice President Biden developed a relationship with Jonathan Lee. Vice President Biden had coffee with Jonathan Lee in Beijing. He talked with him on the phone and even wrote a college recommendation letter for Mr. Lee's children. Hunter Biden even met with Jonathan Lee after flying on Air Force Two to Beijing with Joe Biden. The Beijing Bidens cultivated a relationship with Jonathan Lee and other Chinese nationals for one reason and one reason only, to access their wealth. As we all know, the Bidens had nothing to sell except the brand, which was Joe Biden. Hunter Biden sold the brand well, making the Biden family millions from China and elsewhere. While Joe Biden was vice president, Hunter Biden became an investor in a Chinese investment fund with Jonathan Lee and owned a percentage of BHR Partners through one of his many LLCs. This was a political problem for his dad, the big guy, who was running for president. In October 2019, two months after the Beijing wires, Hunter Biden's lawyer claimed he served only as a member of the board of directors in an unpaid position. This was Hunter Biden's lawyer. She was in an unpaid position. Abby Lowell now claims the money is a documented loan from a private individual. Now, these wire statements are very concerning. The defender's justification for the money isn't consistent with what we know from the suspicious activity reports from Treasury. Mr. Dubinsky, I'm skeptical of Abby Lowell's statement that the quarter million dollar payment from Jonathan Lee and another woman was a loan because the wire states it was a personal investment. We've also reviewed documents at Treasury that don't support Mr. Lowell's theory. In your experience, are loans of this amount supported by documentation such as loan terms, interest rates, and repayment schedule? Yes, Mr. Chairman. They typically would be. You would see that. You would see uh, documents uh, 
setting forth the interest rates, terms of repayments, Absolutely. all of those. Absolutely. So, so would it be important to review Hunter Biden's bank records and see if Hunter Biden paid back the money to Jonathan Lee or if he sent the money to someone else, I don't know, using a cashier's check? Well, as somebody mentioned earlier, it's very important to follow the money. And, Absolutely. And that's very important in this situation. Thank you. Professor Terley, we all know what this payment's really for. It's for influence peddling and selling the Biden brand. Now, to date, we have shown that the Biden family and their companies received more than $15 million without providing any known legitimate services between 2014 and 2019. If you include the business associates and their companies, they've received over $24 million. Based on evidence we've developed so far, what are some of the potential laws we should be analyzing during our impeachment inquiry? Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I actually lay out what are the most obvious potential articles of impeachment without saying that those have been established, but the ones that, that I recommend for the committee to focus on. And one of the things I recommend is that the committee actually start by looking at potential crimes, because I've said that in the past two uh, um, impeachment, that it's a, an important thing to front load criminal acts for the reasons I laid out. Uh, it gives the, the, a very high standard for impeachment, quite frankly, higher than it's binding. I said in the last two impeachments, each for non-criminal conduct. So uh, I suggest starting there. But as I talk about in my uh, testimony, bribery, obstruction, conspiracy, abuse of power, those have all been raised in past impeachments. Abuse of power is, is the article that is common. It tends to be a, a catch-all. And it is the one that I've always been a little bit uncomfortable with, which is why I suggest you end there rather than start there, because that's the article that brings in a lot of non-criminal conduct. And there is a lot of criminal conduct in all those things the Bidens have done. I mean, they're even going after their political opponent. Opponent. Wow. Yeah, the, um, 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 it, it should be obvious what's going on here. I mean, it, look at all the stuff that they've accused Donald Trump of consistently over and over and over again. And with this, we're actually seeing evidence that supports the claim as opposed to just some random claim. Yeah. And they're just wordsmithing. And now let's look at Raskin, what he did. A little clown show from Raskin. Check it out. Uh, opine that there must be a vote of the full house before a committee launches into an impeachment investigation. Why did uh, Speaker McCarthy insist on it and in fact say that there would be one in this case? I think the Office of Legal Counsel said that, at least in part, because an impeachment inquiry is deadly serious. It is, again, just about the most serious thing any House committee ever undertakes. And one safeguard against a committee acting um, on the basis of just, let's say, the party membership is to ensure that the full House is behind the impeachment inquiry. Um, a dozen of uh, our colleagues on the Republican side have already called for impeachment. I'm struck by the fact that of the four expert witnesses brought together today, not a single one of them argued that a sufficient quantum of evidence exists today to justify the impeachment of President Biden. Is there any precedent in our country for launching an impeachment inquiry absent evidence of wrongdoing by the president? Ooh, be careful. Um, no. And in fact, I would just point out that with Richard Nixon and Bill Clinton and President Trump in 2019, the full House authorized those impeachment inquiries. 
Lev Parnas sent us a letter in which he said, uh, it was addressed to, to Chairman Comer, in which he said, the narrative you are seeking for this investigation has been proven false many times over by a wide array of respected sources. There is simply no merit to investigating this matter any further. And he says, please abandon this effort to investigate the Bidens, which is nothing more than a wild goose chase. And he was Rudy Giuliani's right-hand man gallivanting all over the world to try to put together a case back in 2019 that Joe Biden had uh, done something wrong. Uh, do you agree that given that the uh, evidence we've looked at over the eight months comes down to this discredited Burisma conspiracy theory, we should hear from those responsible for concocting the story in the first case, uh, in the first place, specifically Love Parnas and Rudy Giuliani? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but, but what did you think about the fact that the very first act of the committee in its impeachment investigation was to reject the idea of subpoenaing Lev Parnas and Rudy Giuliani, who are at the heart of the story that's the basis for impeachment? I think if there's going to be... So uh, they're going after Lev Parna and Rudy Giuliani. Uh, so um, he's very desperate. Uh, then they made a motion and they tabled it. Um, for Giuliana and Lev Parna, Parnas, or whatever his name is. Let me, uh, let me just play this as well. This is uh, more Clown Show by Raskin. Uh, and vote against the impeachment of Donald Trump for inciting a violent insurrection against the union, which is something that concurrent bipartisan majorities voted for in the House and the Senate. I cannot, and I might just add as a, as a law professor, um, that one of the things I uh, suggest to my students in trying to assess the constitutionality of any governmental action is to take the names out, switch the names or switch the political parties and see if the outcome is the same. So if Joe Biden had incited a violent insurrection against the union and said, you go and fight and fight like hell, and if you don't, you won't have a country anymore, would you consider that uh, in the ensuing mayhem and chaos Absolutely. to be an impeachable event? Absolutely. Or, uh, it, to so, you know, they're playing little games here, you know, so this, what? Biden did is an impeachable offense, Shady. In, you know, well, the, uh, it's not just this either. There, there's oh, many other things that that are that are impeachable. You know, I mean, th this is obviously one of the the things that they have the most evidence for. But I mean, there is and many many number of things now. I mean, it's impeachable what he's doing at the border. That's impeachable. Yeah. He's not yeah. enforcing the border. Yeah. That's impeachable. Uh, Karen V says, why not watching it live? Because we have a show and we're getting you caught up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, so this is, you know, they're, they're, they're making a lot of money on behalf of the family. Yesterday, we had a committee to release um, over 700 pages of documents that came from the two IRS whistleblowers based on the last oversight hearing when they presented before this committee. Um, where members, both Republican and Democrat, asked for additional information, and they provided it, and we brought it forward. Um, what was interesting is the other side of the aisle um, actually mentioned Trump a whole lot more than they ever mentioned Biden, and it's happening over here too. So I think it's kind of consistent both in the Ways and Means Committee and in the Oversight Committee. But Miss Connor, my question is: is yesterday? The Ways and Means Committee voted to release additional information provided, like I said, by Gary Shapley and Mr. Ziegler. One of the documents shows 
that assistant U.S. attorney Leslie Wolf ordered investigators not to pursue leads into possible campaign finance violations. We know that over $2 million of Hunter Biden's tax liabilities were paid off by a big Democrat party donor and Hollywood lawyer who was named Kevin Morris. James Biden, the president's brother, told investigators he did not know how Hunter Biden even knew this individual, but was later asked to thank him for the payment, quote, on behalf of the family, the Biden family, the family. So how would such payments that essentially pushed under the rug the president's son's tax problems, at least for one year, be considered a campaign finance violation on part of the Biden campaign? Thank you for the question. I have no idea. I thought you were going to ask me, why would Leslie Wolf say, don't look into that? And I think the answer to that probably is that if it's a campaign contribution, then it implicates uh, political person number one. And that apparently is a big barrier that had been created throughout this entire investigation. And as far as it being a campaign contribution, that $2 million actually was intended to satisfy the liabilities for two years of Hunter Biden's late filed and unpaid taxes. Uh, is it unusual um, for an assistant prosecutor to say, don't, don't look at this individual, this person's off limits? As I mentioned in my opening statement, that is how investigations develop. The agents follow the leads wherever they take. And in this case, they, a legitimate investigation was being done of money that was being paid. And for the assistant U.S. attorney who is, who is orchestrating the investigation to say, don't look at that anymore, I think the reason is related to another uh, uh, instruction of hers that she didn't want to get public integrity involved. And that tells us that she was looking beyond Hunter Biden and into a person whose activities would be subject to public integrity at so DOJ. One thing that I want to ask, um, since you worked tax division for DOJ, if Kevin Morris gave a gift of $2 million to help pay off Hunter Biden's um, debts, who has to report that on their taxes? Does Mr. Morris have to report it or does Hunter Biden? Well, as I understand it, the uh, parties are claiming that it's a loan and that Hunter Biden will pay it back between 2025 and Would that have to be reported on any tax records? If it's if it's a loan, no. Uh, but I I don't I haven't seen any of the documentation of that loan, and that is one I'm sure Mr. Dubinsky can tell you that calling something a loan is one way to uh, claim that it's not taxable income. So one quick question: um, You know we. We uncovered yesterday that um, the Biden family and associates received um, over $20 million from 23 different countries that they had business ties to or communications with. And they also had over 20 um, shell LLCs um, where they would transfer money in and out. If you were still sitting in your office in DOJ's tax division, would this web of entities and activities concern you? I would make sure that my prosecutors were concerned about it. 
It is concerning. Yeah, well, just slightly concerning. Yeah, I, I would say that would be the, <laughs> the, the, the lower level word you could use there. Right. And so now, what's his name? Uh, Hair Plug Raskin wants Jared Kushner. Mr. Smith referenced a DOJ email from 2020 during the Trump administration. Uh, so, Professor Gerhardt, I mean, what do you make of the idea of impeaching a president? Uh, while he's in office for something that his son did uh, or may have received uh, when the president wasn't in office. It's not consistent with the American legal system. Just imagine if the names are switched. Just imagine if this is Jared Kushner, well, one of the President Trump's sons. Mr. Smith, uh, Mr. Smith referenced. Very interesting, huh? Very interesting. <clears throat> Yeah, well, well, we'll see if they're really trying to get to the bottom of something here. So here's Mr. Jordan now, Rep. Jim Jim Jordan, uh, talking about uh, you know the 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 money. Let me see. He's talking about the money going to the families, and it is in fact a benefit. Uh oh, oh, I tell you what, we do it live, Shady. Now I'm having internet issues, huh? Oh no! <laughs> hmm. Let me see. Let me just uh, go ahead and do this, and then do this. And not the conduct of children. Is that right? That's correct. Thank you, and to the gentlelady for yielding, and I yield back. Chair now recognizes the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, Mr. Jordan from Ohio. Let's Thank go, you. Jim Professor Jordan. Gerhardt, it wasn't just a speech. He leveraged one billion dollars of American tax money, and he did so at a time when our government was supportive of the prosecutor. Here's what our government said, the Assistant Secretary of State, we've been impressed with the ambitious reform and anti-corruption agenda of your government written to the prosecutor general who Joe Biden leverages our money to get fired. The United States fully supports your efforts to fight corruption, she further wrote. The Interagency Policy Committee said this on October 1st, 2015. The IPC recommends moving forward with a third loan guarantee to uh, Ukraine in the near term. And even after Joe Biden gives the speech on December 9th, the European Commission said their report said the anti-corruption benchmark is deemed to have been achieved for Ukraine. But the most telling evidence is what his business partner said. Devin Archer, when we deposed him under oath just two months ago, said this. Here's the question. The request was help from the United States government to deal with the pressure they were under from their prosecutor. You know what Mr. Archer's response was? That's correct. Next question. What did Hunter Biden do after he was given that request? He called his dad. That's what we're investigating. That's one of the three things Professor Turley talked about, the influence peddling scheme. I want to go to those three things, Professor Turley. False statements, influence peddling scheme, and Joe Biden might have benefited. Let's do the third one first. Is a benefit to your family? Can a benefit to your family be a benefit to you? It is. There's been a, a repeated statements that you need to show that that President Biden accepted direct money in order for this to co constitute a benefit, even under under criminal cases that deal with bribery, extortion, the Hobbs Act. The courts actually have rejected that. They've said that money going to family members is in fact a benefit. And I don't really see any legal basis for that. Obviously, the strongest case is if you have a, a direct payment. But this idea that you can have millions going to a politician's family and that's not a benefit, um, I think is pretty fallacious.
Yeah, how about the false claims thing? In your written testimony, you said, to the extent that the president has used the White House, I think this goes, this is a little broader, to the extent the president used the White House staff to maintain false claims or resist disclosures, it can fit into the type of Nixonian abuse of power model. We know all kinds of false statements have been made by the White House. Joe Biden's made them. Said it was a lousy question when they asked him, have you ever been involved, talk to anyone of your uh, son's business partners? We know that was false. Uh, Ron Klain said, the president's confident his son didn't break the law. Press Secretary Jin Psaki said, never spoke to his son about his overseas business dealings. What do you think about all those false statements from the White House and this abuse of power issue? Well, the involvement of White House staff and executive branch staff has been uh, really one of the tripwires that we saw in Nixon, to some extent even in Clinton. Uh, the degree to which you enlist support for a false narrative uh, or to obstruct Congress can go into things like abuse of power. One of the things that I suggested is that if you look at past impeachment inquiries, and once again, this is an inquiry to find evidence, not, we're not vote, you're not voting on articles of impeachment, um, those allegations tend to develop last. Uh, and you look yeah. at what you have found. Yeah. How about um, how about the attorney general? I'm concerned about statements he made March 1st, 2023 in front of the Senate. He was asked a question about the, uh, Mr. Weiss's investigation. He said this in response to Senator Grassley. Mr. Weiss has full authority to bring cases in other jurisdictions if he feels it's necessary. Last week, the attorney general told us that Weiss had the authority because I promised him he would have the authority if he asked it. That seems to me to be something different. What he said to the Senate, he's got full authority, no problem. Last week, he told the House Judiciary Committee he had authority because I promised if he come talk to me, I would give him the authority that I already told the Senate he had. You see a concern there with false statements coming from the Biden Justice Department. Well, there is a concern. You don't have to prejudge the evidence to say that, obviously, this is part of the inquiry. And what I don't understand is the opposition to the inquiry itself. It seems to me the test is, would the alleged conduct, if proven, establish impeachable offenses? And is there a credible basis for those allegations? I think the answer is clearly yes, that there is a basis uh, to look at the president's conduct without prejudging whether that it qualifies at the beginning of that inquiry as an article of impeachment. And let's be clear, you don't need a full vote of the House to proceed in an impeachment inquiry phase of our constitutional duty to do oversight. In fact, the Democrats did it. Four years ago, I was in an impeachment deposition run by Adam Schiff in the bunker in the basement of the Capitol, and I went to the floor. So I'm in an impeachment deposition, and I went to the floor to vote, to vote on opening an impeachment inquiry. They did the same darn thing because you have that authority as a Congress when the Speaker of the House makes that designation. Nancy, uh, the Speaker Nancy Pelosi did, in fact, initiate the impeachment. In some cases, then you have a later vote. I've said in my testimony, I consider that the best practice to have a vote of the House. But the court that was referenced earlier looked at this and said that the Constitution does not require resolution. Actually said if you look at all the impeachments, yeah. often there wasn't a resolution. That doesn't mean it's not a good practice, but the Constitution itself does not require such a resolution. Thank, thank you. Gentlemen, time's expired. Very interesting right there from Turley and Jordan. I think that Turley cleared that up. You know, I mean, everybody else is trying to muddy up the way this is going and what the the, the practice here is and what the process here is. And uh, Mr. Turley just explained it pretty pretty well right there. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to skip forward a little bit here. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Mr. Connolly. Uh, Trump, 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 Trump. 
Trump, but Trump. Trump, but Trump. And we looking at Hunter Biden for that, given the fact that he had handled Middle East peace in the White House. It should have been a concern with President Trump and his son-in-law. Oh, Trump. I got that wrong again. I'm sorry. Um, well, let's see. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at, um, I heard again, um, I think it was Professor Turley talking about, you know, because he's not prejudging, of course, but he's just suggesting that maybe we want to look into criminal activity like obstruction, fraud, and abuse of power. So let's, let's take fraud. So shouldn't we be concerned that a New York judge just found President Biden's organization committed fraud every year for the last 10 or 15 years, and that under the Martin Law in New York, that Biden organization is now subject to dismemberment and dismantlement because of the fraudulent activity? Shouldn't, shouldn't that be of concern to us? That should be of concern with respect to Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump again. And, and in this case, we're not speculating. A, tr a judge actually made that ruling? Yes, sir. Hmm. Um, should we be concerned about the personal? I mean, while we're at it, since we're loading on, shouldn't we be concerned about the personal behavior of a president? For example, President Trump uh, uh, or President Biden um, being found guilty of a sexual assault? and defamation associated with that activity, again, in a civil court, in this case, in New York? Um, we should be concerned as it relates to Mr. Trump, yes. With Mr. Trump again. Um, I just think that... Trump, my Trump, my Trump, my Trump. Is because... This isn't somebody. about Trump. Wow. You sure? Are you sure yeah. about that, Jeff? It's not, it's not about Trump? Nope. They can't, they can't get his name out of their mouth. No, and we're almost getting to the live part, guys. We're going to go look at Rep. Bry Byron Donald's uh, fire, Shady Grove. Check him out. Here we go. But Trump, Shady. Thank Trump. you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Mr. Dubinsky, I'm going to come to you quickly. A lot of talk about evidence. On the screens in the room, we have an organizational chart from the IRS investigative team that was looking into the business practices of Hunter Biden and his associates. This org chart is from 2014. Now, Mr. Dubinsky, when my former life, I was in community banking, and I'm, com I'm comfortable with looking at organizational charts. When I first saw this chart, the first thing I thought about was a real estate holding company or a developer, and this is not to demean developers in the great east state of America, but developers typically have multiple companies that float with various business interests and business lines. But the funny thing is that in the business dealings of Hunter Biden, there is no real estate. None at all. So, Mr. Dubinsky, in your ex professional experience, looking at this organizational chart of business structure, what do you see here? I see a very complicated structure of entities uh, that are interrelated and would give me concern. If I were an investigator, I would want to know what's going on in these entities, who's behind them, how's, how's the money moving between them, and what is the substance of the transactions? What's really going on here? Mr. Dubinsky, do you think it's in the, in the interest of this committee that is now in an inquiry phase to actually find out all of the uh, flow of money between these entities and what the purpose was? Absolutely. Uh, next slide, please. For my colleagues on the other side, we're going to start talking evidence now. This is now a slide of the organizational chart of the Hunter Biden business, business uh, companies and, and with associates from 2018. 
from the same IRS investigators who were broke down the business structure in 2014. Does this slide cause you the same concern, Mr. Dubinsky? Yes, it does. Okay, now let's talk about some more. Actually, one point I wanna make on this. Ladies and gentlemen, if, and I know it's kind of small, so I would love to submit, I will submit all this for the record. I would love my colleagues on the other side to see this. In 2014, one of the key owners was Devin Archer who did testify and who did was uh, uh, was under deposition under oath by the oversight committee in 2018 Devin Archer is no longer listed but his wife Krista Archer is now listed Mr. Dubinsky when you see a situation where ownership interest moves from one spouse to the other is that a concern of some level of fraud potentially I, I would call it a red flag that's something i would look at and and again try to get to the bottom of what happened there was it just transferred was there money behind it what was going on okay thank you next slide now this is to a text message this is a text message um between uh it's going to naomi biden that's what this one is hold on wait, so let me get my stuff back there we go sorry this is the whatsapp text message between jim biden and hunter biden in this text message it clearly says Anyway, we can talk later, but you've been drawn into something purely for the purpose of protecting dad. This is between Hunter Biden and Jim Biden. Last time I checked, the father of Jim Biden and Joe Biden is now passed away. So I'm assuming this is Hunter Biden saying to Jim Biden, the president's brother, that you've been brought in this for the sole purpose of protecting dad. Miss O'Connor. Do you think that this text oh. message would lead this committee to get further information about the business dealings of Hunter Biden and how that actually links to Jim Biden, the president's brother, and why they are so concerned with protecting dad, a.k.a. Joe Biden, a.k.a. the president of the United States? Yes. Thank you. Next slide, please. This is a text message between um, Hunter Biden and Naomi Biden. And this one is a famous one. Everybody knows this one. This is a famous one that says, I hope you all do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. It's really hard. But don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you, I won't make you give me half your salary. Mr. Dubinsky, if you saw a text message like this in a potential money laundering operation or a potential pay-for-play operation, would you be looking for information related to money going from son to father? Absolutely, without a doubt. Thank you. Next slide. Oh, this is a fun one. Ladies and gentlemen, this one is from 2018. This is about four months before Joe Biden launched his campaign for president of the United States, December 2018. The highlight is, this is a text message between Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden was in a bad way, by the way. He was, he was really strung out. He lost a bunch of money. He needed help. Jim Biden says, this can work. You need a safe harbor. I can work with your father alone. It'll probably take several months and everybody can read the text. Ms. O'Connor, Mr. Dubinsky, if you saw text messages like this between the president's brother and the president's son, wouldn't you be concerned about them trying to give plausible deniability for the president of the United States to not have any knowledge of said business dealings. It's worth Gentlemen, time's expired, but please answer the question. It's worth investigating. Mr. Dubinsky? I agree. I would, I would investigate those. I yield back. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Gentlemen, yields back. Before I recognize... Boomtown, Shady Groove, right there is your tie. Done. Wrap it up. Black and white. 
black and white. It says it right there. There is no ambiguity in that. There's no question in that. That is very, very easy for even the lay person that isn't a political class. We can understand that. It's pretty easy. Pretty black and white. Pretty easy. Uh, yeah. So uh, now, uh, then we had um, Nancy Mace. We're going to skip her. Uh, then they try to smear Jonathan Turley now. You remember, when you can't attack the information, you attack the person. And this is a standard mm -hmm. MO in the Democrat and the Patriot community. It says, Pretty much. It engineered <laughs> death spiral. Now, let me show you another posting that you put up on your professional May LinkedIn account. May I it, respond? If there is you can respond when I'm, done, when I'm done with my question. Deliberate demolition of the United States of America. Ma'am, this is another posting from your professional LinkedIn account. It says, announcing Michigan Telethon to raise funds for 16 alternate electors who crooked Dana Nessel wants to jail. Now, ma'am, that's your professional LinkedIn account, right? It is. Now, let me turn to you, Mr. Turley. Professor Turley, in 2006, you Gotta wrote an op-ed in the guardian entitled quote stop persecuting polygamists there you liken polygamists to quote persecuted minorities and you said polygamy is quote a practice with deep and good faith religious meaning isn't that what you said i represented the sister wives uh, a family in challenging a a polygamy prosecution the answer is yes you've been crusading for legalizing polygamy for years in fact in an op-ed in the USA Today, you said that a Utah polygamist named Tom Green, who was also convicted of pedophilia for raping his 13-year-old stepdaughter, should not have been charged with polygamy. Now, Mr. Chairman, can we're I counting. Because that's not. Can I respond? Because it's not entirely accurate. I actually criticized him. What I was dealing with was the constitutionality of what is called morals legislation. And I admit I'm pretty libertarian. Was Tom Green convicted of pedophilia and rape? Government was he convicted of You see the games these guys play. It's, it's ridiculous, right? So I'm just going to go ahead and forward uh, Mr. Turley, uh, his uh, response real quick. Um, let me just grab that real quick because he cleared his name. Let me just make sure I get it. Here we go. Here, check it out, Shady. Other agenda, other than arriving at the truth, regardless of our politics, it is vitally important. As, Mr. As Professor Turley has pointed out, you don't undertake an impeachment inquiry lightly. This is, has profound implications for the future of this country and our ability to govern ourselves. We have seen repeatedly obstructive efforts, obstruction efforts, to deny this committee access to information that's material to this investigation. Now, I want to ask Professor Turley a, a question. In your view, could the promise of foreign access to any uh, official, government official, whether it's the vice president or anybody else, that uh, only materially benefited a family member, could that be influence peddling? Uh, yes, and, and as I point out in the testimony, uh, courts have found that various benefits to family members can be attributed as a benefit to the principal. That has included everything from throwing a golf contest in the favor of a son 
of a politician to uh, paying for uh, gifts. In fact, I was lead counsel in the last uh, Porteous trial, in the last impeachment trial for a judge. And um, that was the trial in the U.S. Senate. My client, Judge Porteous, was accused, among other things, of benefits going to his family. And so there's, there's certainly precedent, not only in criminal cases, but in impeachment cases for making that next. Okay, I want to be more specific. If Vice President Biden used his office to influence domestic or foreign policy for the financial benefit of his son, even though Vice President Biden may never have received a dime, but it resulted in millions of dollars going to his son or his brother or other family members or business associates and used his office to influence either domestic or foreign policy for their benefit, could that be a violation of the public trust? Absolutely. In fact, it's, it's perhaps the most quintessential violation of the public trust because you're not acting in the public's interest. It's a form of public corruption that this government, this country, uh, has declared as corrupt in other countries around the world. Uh, sir, would, it, it, I don't want to jump on your time because I know you all have important things to do, but I would like to respond to the attack that you mentioned. You may do so. Thank you, sir. Uh, I'd like to explain what that, uh, that attack dealt with, if nothing else, for members of the committee than for my three children here who may be a little surprised by what they just heard. Uh, as they, I think, know, I've spent my life uh, challenging what is called morals legislation. What the Democratic member attacked me for are laws that dictate to others how they should live their lives. Some of those laws have been used against gay and lesbian uh, couples. They've been used against minorities. The individual that the member described, I condemned. I represented the sister wives in a case challenging that law on the basis of individual rights. The, tr the trial court ruled in our favor and struck down that law the first time that type of law had ever been struck down. The Tenth Circuit later dismissed on technical grounds. But I just want to end with one other thing, and that is it's not going to make a difference. You know, this has become a pattern of witnesses, whistleblowers, FBI agents, journalists, being attacked in Congress, it won't make any difference. It won't change the constitutional standard. It won't negate any evidence that you have. But at some point, you've got to say enough. You know, that we have to have something, the public has to have something in Congress to look to, to have faith. And I have to tell you, it's not that I think that absurd attack meant any difference to my children or to the people that are watching. It makes a difference to our pro So, you know, good, good job. He, he cleared his name because none of that matters, Shady Grove. Well, uh, yeah, if I could just take a second here to kind of address what he's saying there, because he's absolutely right. And, you know, we all can go to our own individual corners and we can all vote that, you know, locally for a conservative, you can vote locally for a Democrat or, you know, a socialist or whatever it is you want to represent you. And then you send them up to Congress. You already know by voting for that person that that person is, quote unquote, on your team. OK, when we send them up there. Congress is not about everybody going into Congress and being on your team. I'm sorry to say that. But that's not what Congress is about. Congress is, is, is about, it, it's about compromise. It's about finding agreement. It's about 
one side giving a little bit, the other side giving a little bit and coming to a compromise. And therefore we move forward together as a country. And what Jonathan Turley is pointing out there is very, very important for us to understand that. And also a very a systemic problem in our system, because that's what everybody thinks they're supposed to do. They're supposed to go up there and defend your team. What you're supposed to do is you're supposed to go up there and defend the rule of law. You're supposed to defend what is right. You're supposed to defend what it means. Doesn't matter if it's my side or your side. Doesn't matter if it's Trump or Biden. It should be the rule of law should be the center focus and compromise within Congress should be the goal that they're going there to achieve. But instead, they're going there to do something quite different. They're going there to stand in their corners and pout. That's effectively what they're all doing. And that means nothing gets done. And the American people see it and they literally are sick to death and tired of it, to be quite honest. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we uh, let me just play this because this is another little uh, game that the Democrats are playing too. check it out. Here we go. Get the cameras in place. Mr. Chairman, on this vote, the ayes are 20, the nays are 18. The motion to table passes. Mr. Bafuma, you're recognized for your final three and a half minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I reclaim my time and I ask the question, where in the world is Rudy Giuliani? That's how we got here, ladies and gentlemen. And this committee is afraid to bring him before us and put him on the record. Shame. And the question was raised, what does this have to do with it? It has everything. Wow, huh? Where's Rudy? How about where's Hunter? Uh, let's, let's take a listen to him. Here he goes. He's going to continue. Inquiry. Beforehand, the House has identified some credible evidence of wrongdoing committed by a targeted president. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Professor Gearhart, are impeachment, impeachment inquiries typically utilized as a frontline tool to go fishing or for the first time go seeking evidence? Uh, no, sir. Professor Gearhart, would you say that House Republicans have made an unprecedented overreach of congressional power? Uh, it, it strikes me that it is. Yes. And Mr. Gearhart, would you say it's fair to assume that the extreme MAGA Republicans in particular have misused, if not abused, committee's resources and the taxpayer dollars in this prolonged investigation that has gone on for almost a year, subpoenaing documents, having hearings, providing boxes of evidence, and no wrongdoing. Um, sir, I appreciate the question. I'm not sure who the MAGA Republicans are. I can point them out to you. I can't. Interesting. I, I can't because you can't make a distinction. Do you, do you understand what they're doing? I want everybody to be very clear on what they're doing here. This consistent uh, uh, messaging, extreme MAGA, extreme MAGA, like, oh, MAGA is okay, but extreme MAGA, oh, you better look out. That is insanity. And that right there is exactly what it was that the specific people were doing in specific European countries about 70, 75 years ago. Very, very similar rhetoric right there that they're talking about. We are supportive. If you want to call yourself MAGA, MAGA, anybody that is MAGA, anybody that is make America great again is out to make our country better than it is today. Out to do something instead of destroy America, maybe we could build something up. Instead of steal everything that America provides to you, maybe you could give something back. 
That's what MAGA really is. And so these people, what they effectively, the reason that they're doing this is they don't want people to see extreme MAGA means a real patriot, someone who's actually cares about the Constitution and someone who actually doesn't really care for tyranny. So not China first? Not China first, please. Yes. How about Thank Ukraine you. first? No. Ukraine's no. No. Like Europe first. No. No. Uh, America, great again, Jeff. It's right there in it's the A. A is America. <laughs> and I agree with you wholeheartedly. Here's more M Fum. M Fume. Mr. M Fume. M Fume. Here you go. Uh, I'll ask that, that Higgins, gentleman, please point what China out money? the Republicans he's referring to. He said he could. This is, I'm reclaiming my time. Ladies and gentlemen, this clock is showing what's happening to our country while we debate over and over and over again, not any wrongdoing by President Biden, but trying to link what his son may or may not have done to him. People are going to be hurt when this time runs out. This is not the Wizard of Oz when all of a sudden she turns over the hourglass while the Wicked Witch is standing there. These are children. These are women. These are military officers and soldiers and civilians. These are law enforcement officers. These are senior citizens looking for paychecks for Social Security. Why in the hell are we playing this game? And why don't we be honest? If it were so important, it could wait. This is what is important, protecting this government and protecting the people who pay taxes here. But we want to play games with all of this. So where is Rudy Giuliani right now? I'd like to know. And I'd like to know why we can't bring him before this committee, like we've brought these witnesses and everybody else. I yield back hey, my Mr. time to the ranking member. Well, I want to thank the distinguished gentleman from Baltimore wow. for- so Where's our Ukraine money? I want it back. We wouldn't have a government shutdown if we kept our damn money, Shady Groove. I'll tell you where the Ukraine money is. What they're doing is they're, they're blanketing the Russian uh, military forces with uh, $100 bills, and they're dropping them out of the aircraft as they fly over, and they've got sticky paste on them. So it's sticking to their uniforms, and it's sticking to their helmets, and they can't move. They end up getting stuck to the trees. If they sit down, they get stuck to the ground, and they're sitting ducks. It's, I mean, this is, we wouldn't be in a government shutdown situation if the, if the government wasn't so damn corrupt. And that includes both parties, my friends. Shady Groove. Yes, it does. Uh, it looks, looks like the Lev Parnas. Uh, look, look at this, guys. Check it out. A letter from Lev Parnas, who uh, Mr. Raskins continues to refer to. Uh, it's actually a press release from the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District of New York. It's, it's uh, Lev Parnas sentenced to 20 months in prison for campaign finance, wire fraud, and false statement offenses. Yeah, he worked with Rudy Giuliani. So ordered. Heard a letter from Lev Parnas, who... Uh, so it's Lev Parnas, okay? Uh, and then, you know, Raskin pipes up. So it's a two-tiered justice system is what we're seeing here. You know, uh, it... it the, they're wrong, Shady Groove, and you know it, I know it. The whole world is laughing at this beep show. Mm. Well, you know, again, it's, it's, it is a bleep show because of what the Democrats are doing. They're not acknowledging the problem. They're not being honest. 
It's not about a team, everybody. It's about being honest. And the idea that we have devolved to this degree with our conversations and, and being able to call things out, like we were talking about earlier, the media doesn't call things out. They pretend like they don't see the evidence. Oh, it's, it's proclaimed evidence or it's alleged to have ha Whenever you can actually see the document right in front of you, you can see the text message right in front of you. You know, if they're prosecuting you or me on something, I'm going to promise you one thing. Whatever that text message they're using against you says, they are going to take it literally and they are going to pin it on you. Yep. Instead, we got like people like a uh, Democrat from New Mexico, Melanie Stansbury. Demonstrates the House GOP and Donald Trump's continued attacks on our institutions and on our democracy and the House GOP's complete inability to govern in a serious manner. As they're holding this hearing, as we see just two days before a potential devastating government shutdown, and the fact that most Republican members on this committee didn't even bother to show up for the hearing this morning. Their own star witness said right here in this committee this morning that he doesn't even believe that there's enough evidence to meet the standards needed for impeachment. And in doing this, our colleagues across the aisle are making a mockery of this institution. Demonstrate. You're the mockery. Shady Groove, this is a mockery. The Biden's corrupt enterprise, along with all the people that are complicit. Romney's son, you know, uh, Losey's son, Kerry's son, Cloudboucher, Harris, they're all getting paid off this, guys. Enough is enough, Shady. Yeah, don't forget the Lindsey Grahams. Don't forget the Susan Collinses. Don't forget all of these other senators that are in the tank for what's going on over there in Ukraine. I'm going to remember, guys. This is, this is tough to this is tough to understand. Since the beginning of Ukraine, going back to the the deterioration of the Soviet Union and Ukraine becoming its own state, that is when this corruption started. Some, going back to the late 80s, early 90s, and uh, George Bush Sr. becoming the president, all of these networks were started and implemented. It's one of the reasons that all of the uh, uh, aging uh, political class that you see, like Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell, where they're so old they can't even, they, they run into the lectern instead of stopping to talk to it, but they're still smart enough to launder money through Ukraine. These people are in positions of power, very specific power, and they were running a game on you, the American people, that no one could see through this foreign money and the foreign intel committee and all of these people just laughing and scratching, happy as can be, and then Donald Trump came into the situation. And they pretty much just threw a bomb into the room, and now they're trying to put it all back together, pretending like, oh, it's all legitimate, and if we just keep sending billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine, it's all going to be better. Why is that? because they're paying off the debt of the politicians that couldn't pay their debt during the time that Donald Trump was president. And it's Lindsey Graham and it's Mitt Romney. It's Joe Biden and it's Nancy Pelosi. It's Mitch McConnell. It's, uh, you know, go down the list. I'm not even sure I could take Rand Paul off the list. I'm not sure I could take Chuck Grassley off the list. Yeah. I mean, guys, this is what it is. I mean, it is all corrupt. The swamp runs deep, folks. and wide deep and wide <laughs> drain it we want it drained let's drain uh and you know 
you know, we're running out of time, but I, I think that we did a pretty good, uh, you know, uh, undertaking of this uh, impeachment inquiry. inquiry. Uh, I'd rather inquiry. see handcuffs. <laughs> inquiry. Yeah. I'd rather have handcuffs and real investigations, but, you know, an impeachment, it needs to take place, in my opinion. Uh, they keep bringing in Donald J. Trump. There's uh, so much more evidence against them than there is Trump. Uh, in fact, you know, there was people put into his office to, you know, kick off the Russia gate. You know, remember, according to General Kellogg's book, the cabinet was picked for him, okay, by the DNC and Reince Priebus. Uh, and a lot of those people in that cabinet had Russia dealings. And that stuck to Trump. They had deals in Saudi Arabia. And they said, oh, you know, that's going to stick to Trump too. Guys, we just want the truth, folks. We want people that aren't corrupt. We want people to run our country. We, the people, want our country run right. Shady Groove. Yeah, we do. And what we would really like to have is we would really like to have Democrats and Republicans that can be honest. I would really love to see a Republican that can stand up and talk about the corruption of other Republicans in Ukraine. I would really love a Democrat to stand up and talk about the corruption of other Democrats over Ukraine. It, it, yeah. it, it, shouldn't be, it shouldn't be this difficult for people to come to the center of a conversation. We're here at the MG show. We support Donald Trump wholeheartedly support Donald Trump. But can I come to the middle of a conversation if somebody is critiquing Donald Trump in a negative way and say, ah, you kind of got a point there. Absolutely. Can I point to some things that Donald Trump has said that I didn't necessarily agree with? Absolutely. I'll, I'll give you one example. Stop and frisk. I disagree with Donald Trump on stop and frisk. That's my, that's my position. But I, that we should be allowed to do that. We should be allowed to disagree with anyone at any time on any merit that we deem important. That's called priority. That's called freedom. That's called freedom of expression. And that is really the groundwork and the beauty of our country. And we can't have that if we don't have some honesty on both sides. Yeah, and it's all about the Constitution, folks. That's really all it is. Yep. We, the people, we want our government back. I'm tired of these people yep. in the suits sitting around uh, getting fat and happy off us. Mm -hmm. You know, Maxine Waters has a $4 million home. It's probably worth a lot more today. Why? How? You know, these people are crooked. Crooked, crooked, crooked. Shady Groove, and that's our show. Meanwhile, Mar-a-Lago is only worth 18. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Trump, Trump, Trump. How about yeah. Biden? Trump. Let's do Biden now. How about Biden? All right, guys. Let's go, Biden. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Love y'all. <laughs>
What are you, poor? Didn't think about Hunter. I know that sounds kind of mean. He was busy in China. He was in a teenage crack course. So when I left the office, we knew that Hunter was bad. I know the big news reviewed it. They're all in the bag for Hunter Dad. We get some speed and they got us. We're getting caught in Ukraine. It's gonna cost us a freedom. It's gonna cause us some pain. I'll appear for some senators. And I'll do while they say. I love the kitchen for my family. Down on one time away. Uh, I drop media and rock you both win production www.mg.show boom